must yeah. defeat seven nexes. It's like, oh, I was relieved when two of them were in one fight. I was like, sweet. This yeah, that, yeah, check off too. Well, what this is meant to be is set up our third act. Like you don't know what the sixth one is. And they seem to have gotten all the others. You see? So it sets up. Okay, this is a men only, men's only club. And it's as old as the hills. So they're freaking out. That yeah. woman must exit this fire. It's men's only. Yeah. You can tell from their mem- uh and it's also members only. You can tell from their jackets. Yeah, yeah. Wait, something would work with men's only. Just for men gel. Wait. Yeah, right. No, uh, for something would work. for him. No, wait. Stag. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Okay, so there's an insurance company um called Lloyd's of London. And sure. they go back to the like 1400s or some crap i don't know yeah but, um there was this british warship named the lutane that was wrecked and they had they insure all shipping so they really had to pay through the nose so they got this bell from the wreckage and they hung it in their offices it's called the lutine bell and it's it used to be rung whenever like there was a ship that was missing and then they found it it wasn't down they would ring the bell, you know. So that's what's on the there it is right there. That's what's on the list. They have to steal the Lloyds of London bell, the Lucetine bell. Wow. Wait, so there's just one bell, right? Yeah. There's not four sets of bells. Uh well, okay, since you're pushing me, in truth, there is one, and there's also this replica, and and that will get used as well. Okay. <clears throat> So uh, I have a question regarding Lloyd's of London. Did Lloyd have a last name? Lloyd? No. If you lived in London, the population wasn't so big back then. If you lived in London, you knew Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Well, I always mixed him up with Lloyd from Liverpool. <laughs> when, of Liverpool. When London was population 75, you knew Lloyd from London. Oh, look, where did he get the phone from? He's just walking around with it? No, it's like, uh, that's like insurance office broker phone kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I see. It's on the wall. Aristocracy's calling him up, (laughs) basically extorting him, saying like, oh, great to see you, Jeff. Remember those two girls we banged behind certain people's backs last summer? Yeah, right. Bring me the Lloyds of London. Um... Bring me the Lucetine Bell. All right. Oh, so this guy has to do it for him. And he's extorting him. Right. Now, it's so aristocracy for him to just be, like, in his air control tower going, straight on, then, right away, chop, chop. So, yeah, so he looks up at the bell. I mean, he's really in a pickle. What's he going to do? Steal? No. Of course not. Oh, look, there's uh, people not from London visiting. It's London, 1965. It's so popular that they have tours. The thing is, dumb as that sounds, that is really true in real life. Wait, what's going on? We're doing a Union Jack uh, swipe? Yeah, because we're going to the Army headquarters. 
drinking their tea. Now, in this scene, basically, it's just like it's like rat race. They're they're recapping. No, he finds out that they he asked for the Lusitine Bell as part of this army operation. If that's true, it's it's grand theft larceny, you know. So the general's like, let's make no mistake. This is your project, your plan, your everything. If somebody's going down, it's you. I won't stake my neck out on. God, give him a listen for a second because of these acts. Okay. But I say, sir. Oh yeah, no, Terry Thomas is the best. Here we go. Oh, they caught him again. Oh, delightful. He he's like he has a really distinct voice, so even though it's very soft, so yeah. hopefully it picked up. Wow, we're almost getting there. So our Paul Moore Mole Man never never got anything yet. Who? Are the Mole, Mole Man? Man. No. Yeah, Mole Man. No, that's his whole shtick throughout. Oh, look, the bell swipe. Yeah, bell swipe. Isn't that creative? Okay, he's that's going to the replica. replica. Well, he's that's no clever. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to. No one's on the floor here. Now, the mole was in Faulty Towers for one episode, but he was in one of the, he was in some of the Carry On movies. Yeah, which we are fans of the Carry On movie. Uh, Come we, on. Watched the, we watched the last one, right? Carry On Columbus, which was a, uh, after 20 years, they revived it in honor of the uh, centennial, I guess. The quad, the five-tennial of uh, Columbus's discovery of America. Now, that was a really good film, I felt, you know? And one of the best parts of, I mean, it's stupid. You can't take it for real. But if you right. just forget all that and say, okay, just do stupid things for me, then there's that scene where they broke, he broke character, right? He, they were going to hang him. Uh-huh. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, okay, I was going to share my treasure with all of you, but go ahead, hang me, I understand. That's all right. We would have just frittered away the money wastefully anyway. Go ahead and hang me. <laughs> do, do you remember that one? I do. I remember that, and I remember Rick, uh, two guys from The Young Ones in the beginning of the movie, Rick Merrill, and then uh, I... it was Ke uh, Neil, but right? So then they would go on to say, of course, we're not going to kill you, Captain, if you want to really share the treasure with us. But then at the end, remember, the, he reversed it. He, You don't remember that scene. I'm going to have to play it for yeah, you. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to watch it again. But I did watch a bunch characters of... Why. Carry On was like, it started, in, I guess, around the, the 60s or whatever, 50s, black and white. Uh, it became a comedy series like Carry On Teacher, Carry On Nurse. Yeah. And, uh, and then it just got kind of sillier and broader and just, you know, it's a great movie series. It's the police academy, I guess, of the of the British film industry. Yeah. But they mm -hmm. made a lot more of them. I saw Carrie on Cleo. It was Cleopatra and uh, Julius Caesar is on this throne. He stands up and his little, t uh, he goes, oh, I've been sitting on my laurels. Oh, should I get that joke? Well, because he had like, the tiara that they would wear right. it's a it's called a laurel oh that you put in your hair your, yeah right yeah, yeah. It's sitting on his laurels yeah okay so they both have showed up to steal the bell at the exact same time so now they're having a back and forth kind of you know pissing contest right so he goes okay we'll work together 
you know, you've got the rope, uh, you know, I've got whatever. He goes, and then once we have the bell together, we'll flip a coin. And whoever wins the toss can have the bell. That's ridiculous. Well, that's, uh, that sounds nice and square of you, pal. I thought you'd like it. Let's get started on it straight away. This will take the alarm out. You American chaps know everything. Oh, is he wearing his kilt and he's going upstairs? Yeah. Finally get to look up his kilt. Yeah. Uh, almost. So the slapstick of this movie are people falling. Right. So saw... He cuts the rope just as you said that. Yeah. And those are pretty, pretty good uh, stunts. Why did he cut the rope? He's not going to get the... Because they're enemies. Yeah, but he's not going to get the bell by himself. Yeah, I know. That's perplexed me when I've watched it. Uh... Once. Well, no, I watched it like two or three times, but I mean... Uh... Like, every now and again, you're watching it absentmindedly, like you're reading your phone or something, and you miss... Right. I don't know. So now we have the same exact situation. They're having a little pissing contest, and it's going to be like, okay, we'll work together. The same old thing. Right now he's accusing him of stealing government property. Or it's, not, it's not funny stuff. Let me see if I can tell you anything about this. There no, was I, one dark thing. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, please tell me, because we're in the third act, and I, I want to get, you okay. know. You want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home already. Yeah. It's the dang movie. No, no, I, I like this movie. What was the dark thing? Okay. Um, okay, well, I'll just start reading. Uh, media. We already talked about this. Publishing a restaurant review for the Sunday Times. Founder of the Police Memorial Trust. Uh, it received good reviews. Not popular at the box office. <clears throat> But I had this juicy story. Where are you? Here it is. All right. Bust it out. Oscar-winning actor, I guess it's actress, Helen Mirren, lambasted director Michael Winner in a TV interview for allegedly treating her like a piece of meat during a casting session for this film in 64. Recalling the encounter, she said she was ordered her to turn around and flaunt her body for him. I wow. was mortified and incredibly angry. I thought she was insulting and sexist. I don't think any actress should be treated like that. Like you know, I, I, I want to pause you for a quick second because Helen Mirren went uh, viral like maybe a couple of weeks ago where they found an old interview where the, the reviewer was like just being a little sexist and she was just putting him in his place. Wow. So, yeah, so she she was, you know, she had to put up with a lot, but she never did. She won an act, an Oscar. Um, okay, so you know what this asshole winner said, right? What? Winner defends his action, saying, I did indeed ask her to stand up. I don't remember asking her to turn around, but if I did, I was being serious. I can see it now. She's wearing a peasant blouse. <laughs> Oh my god. In photographs with enormous bosoms, which was sagging a bit, even though she was young. Helen Mirren, that's what he was saying about? Man. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the worst that could happen. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, I guess I remember it. She, she was wearing a peasant dress and yes. she did show her ass. <laughs> I just wanted to see her ass, but she was assisted showing her sagging boobs. I don't oh, know. I, he's casting for a movie, right? Does he have to have a sexy person? Kind of does. You don't have to like have them parade like that. That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Show off your goods. No, they're going to be on. Well, there would have been a film test, right? I don't know. Right, there would have been a film test, and they would have, you know, see if there's was good idea for the character. Yeah, I mean, she's she's right, and she does call out that shit all the time. Uh, but and also, she's you know, besides being you know, she's she's gorgeous. Uh huh. Hel Helen Mirren. I don't know her. I'm gonna have to Google her. Yeah, Google her. Google Helen Mirren, Caligula, 1980. Caligula. Yeah, she's topless in that. It's a notorious scene. Sir Helen Mirren. Wasn't she in James Bond? Was it, did she play M? How have um, you never heard of Helen Mirren? You know her as old Helen Mirren. Okay. Uh, oh, Bond. You must remember the, the last Bond we talked about Casino Royale? Right, right. Yeah. Now, I know that the bad guy is your brother and your father was a villain and you have a house called Skyfall, but will you please keep things in order, Bond? <laughs> oh, I know her as an uh, actress of today. As M. She was like Pierce Bronson. I think she was M. Like she was a holdover from mm -hmm. uh, the previous Bond. Yep. She played the queen. She was yeah. in Red. But I'm telling you, she, oh, Red, right. Well, yeah, her and Bruce Willis. That was kind of the joke. Like they would have a Helen Mirren and Bruce Willis movie. But uh, she, uh, but she, you know, it's decades of career and she did have like theatrical, she was, she was big, you know, in, in England. And, yeah. Uh, now watch, I, you got to see this because it starts a chain of events. But look, it's so dumb. He goes, oh, I'm tired. Whoops. Oh, I got to wipe my really uh, badly written. I gotta wipe my brow. Yeah, really badly written. You've seen this movie before. Here we'll have the choreographed. Yeah, they choreographed. Like, it's still moving. Whoa. Whoa. I had to drop it when I touched my feet. When I touched my feet. Yeah, that guy threw right in there. Let, get this out of here, mister. Actually, this is what I love about it. Like, not only does it cause chaos, the the foreman's like, "I'm gonna keep pushing it." <laughs> what, what's the worst that could happen? Well, it did cause chaos when it rolled in. Yeah. Uh oh! Someone in that dumpster just got a up kilt. Up kilt. No up kilt. Yeah. Oh no! The bell has rolled out bell's and hells. rolls into the Thames. Yeah, you can't unring that. Oh, is uh -oh. that the is that the Thames? That's the Thames River. Fat rock. It is. Uh oh. It's famous. It's very famous. The Thames River. Look, everyone's shaking their fists at him. Act. Yeah, that's right. And roll them. Hey, and roll them. <laughs> what a big idea. Hey. Hey, we're just your local fishmongers. We can't take this. Ah, grumble. Grumble. And cut. I'm not even and see. joke. It's not. It's so not funny. <clears throat> so Finally, yeah, there we go. This Michael Winner did the mechanic in '72. Now this I know is a great. Yeah, that's a great. No, no, the mechanic was a Charles Bronson movie, and it was later made into like two films with Jason Statham. 
he's he's a like a hitman who's so good he's like the mechanic i think it was walter matthau actually in that one uh-huh but it's good it's it's a solid movie he's like he also made uh Juan Tan Tan or Ron Tan Tan the dog that's yeah, in Hollywood dog is, right 76 which I look every six weeks I'll look on YouTube to see if it finally posted because it is like a good shitty film but yeah he was like making these like shitty Charles Bronson films for canon when I got when I saw his films mm-hmm. uh he did revisionist westerns Chateau's Land and Lawman he did the Centennial in 77, which was like a scary. You know, you, you mentioned Revisionist <laughs> Westerns. The, the lead of this movie was in Kapaloo. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, yeah, which came out the same year. Right. And Columbia really thought he was going to be the shit, Joe. Um, the role. Did you Wait, what, happened? what happened to the upper crust? Like, did he get news that he lost? No. What? No. What are you talking about? Well, uh, Delmolt collapsed, and I was wondering why. Oh, why? No, he just ate a bad um, prawn or some crap. Bad. Wow. I don't know how he even survived in the army. <laughs> he had people do it for him. Hey, it's Jerry Lewis and the Evasive Bellboy. Thought I'd crawl up through window. So, yeah, he um, just got into a pop star's window. And she's like, you're popping up everywhere. And I don't know. Did you just ruin my television appearance? <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, no, he actually he didn't ruin it, right? He danced like a monkey. Yeah, I guess. Everybody liked it. I think that was a funny scene, Carl. I mean, I, I like this guy. Whoa, Pac-Man swipe. Yeah. <laughs> so he's... Uh, the mole's underground going like, oh, it's a cave-in, and he's, like, freaking out. You know, he's being paranoid. Yeah, it's like in Caddyshack where they would cut to the gopher. Now you see all the bowler caps. Right. Because they're, the director's saying, you know, we're at Lords of London, and they're, you know, somebody fucking stole our bell. What are we going to do about this? You're going to find it? Okay, we'll find it. All, All right. right. Well, I'm hope, you know, how much was it insured for? It wasn't insured. We're the leading insurance in the world, and we didn't insure our most valued treasure. That's the joke, Carl. Oh. Hello, home invader. How about some breakfast? It's a traditional English breakfast. You've seen this movie. No, I have seen this movie. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to, I don't know. I thought it would be different. You must be, you know what? Another thing about YouTube, I looked, typed in, you must be joking. Yeah. And there, it, there was a South African candid camera prank show that <laughs> called, the theatrically released movie in 1987 called, you must be joking. And it's this guy is these two radio personalities from South Africa are uh, hosting these like pranks. And it winds up like the it was like a former boxer who was in it, and they proceeded to keep making these prank movies for the next several decades. Uh, Interesting, you know, reflecting South uh, Africa and all South. You know, I would, I would read it and I, I saw it and I was like, 
I looked up, said, I want to see a user review. And, uh, oh, look, they found a bell. Well, the team has tides, and the French girl knew that and said, you know, I have great news for you. Your bell can be recovered. Really? Wait, who's the French girl? The pop star? Yeah. Oh, and so the girlfriend sort of jilted in a way. Yeah, she's not needed anymore. He found I mean, he's, he was, you know, he he didn't sleep at home last night. Really? What a creep. Oh, car phone, car phone, car, car phone. phone. I know. Car phone. That's the only way you could talk in your, on the phone in a car back in 1965. Was on a car phone. Yeah, a backseat car phone. The only way you could talk on a car phone in 69 was with was on a car phone. Car phone. <laughs> oh, no, so he's going underwater. He thinks it's, but he doesn't actually go in the water. He's just too late. It's too little too late. Look, he's too clean to be in that dirty Oh, yeah. I, I used suffocate, or I would just quit at that point. Remember your trip through the... Okay, see her terrible driving, that'll be a... Oh, right. That's, I was wondering what was going on. <clears throat> so now... Okay. Elliot Dellum has been picked up by an ambulance because he was sick, and now basically he's using them as a taxi. Okay. Oh, to, to get over. So we're finally wrapping up to the end of yeah. 48 hours. Now, what's happening here is the staff sergeant is lying that he was requisitioning all those things for the general, <clears throat> right? But the truth is, like, he he was he thought he was saying about the things in the scavenger hunt, but he's been requisitioning for years. Uh, uh, with illegal, you know, like cans of uh, jelly beans, and like he's been getting supplies and selling them on the on the army's dime. So he's blaming it on the governor. I mean, on the um, general. Right. Oh, so the general's going to be in hot water. And right. what's in the bag? So he he doesn't have his own bell, right? The first time I thought that was the bell in there. Right. He doesn't have his own bell. There's only two bells. Now look, this is Pink Panther guy. Yeah, he's that's two. right. Yeah. We've seen him in other films, and I'm not telling you about Casino Royale. I'm not an asshole. He was in Casino Royale. He was in Superman 3. But, I mean, he was in The Return of the Pink Panther, Pink Panther Strikes Again, Revenge of the Pink Panther, right. Bull of the Pink Panther, Son of the Pink Panther, Curse right. of the Pink Panther. Wait, he was in Son of the Pink Panther? With yeah. Bellini? You know, HBO Max, just, they just pulled all of them. They had all of the, the Pink Panthers, and I tried. His name's Graham Stark, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He's a he's like uh, Charlie Sheen in Terminal Velocity. He's like, he has a skydiving uh, company and he drinks. Yeah, they were uh, army buddies together when they were in the Suez Canal, and that was that Israel. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, I forget, but anyway, so they're old army buddies, and that's how, or military buddies, and that's why he's gonna. Take him up in the plane so he can parachute in for the final contest. They're all right now heading with their scavenger hunt stuff to the check. <laughs> Look, he's got the, uh, that's the old school. Like, here, here's your parachute. You need to fold it up, maybe. Right, right. 
All right, there it is. We're almost finished, Carl. I could see the. I could right. see this movie almost Thank finished. Thank goodness. Well, that's been our show. It says Finn on the screen. Right. They well, actually, that's the border of Finland. <laughs> it's almost over. It's Finnish. Yeah, it's close. It's a Finnish. It's getting there. Getting there. It's almost a Finn. Are we done, Dad? Well, it's it's a Finnish. <laughs> Hang out for a second. Are we there, Fred's dad? Well, it's a uh, finish. Okay, now this isn't really believable, but all of a sudden, like, she loves him, okay? So she's, like, telling the guy from performance, I'm taking a two-week holiday. And oh, no. She's she going an American. holiday, yeah. Wow, wait a minute. Hang on a second. What's up with this movie? He's kissing the wrong girl. Right, that's There's right. The group. Yeah, but there we don't have any moral. He doesn't get any. He gets mean looks. <clears throat> oh, that's the worst he gets. Yeah, no, he, it, it, the movie ends great for him. <laughs> well, this guy's about to jump. So, he's like, "Do you make a good living? You only make money if you know in insurance if you die." And he goes, "Die, forget it. I'm not going." And then he goes, "Sergeant, I, you know, you did so much for me. I'm, this is the best I could do for you." He pushes him out of the plane. That's it. I'm done. This is the least I can do for you. <laughs> Now, look, his chute deploys, but meanwhile, he's going, pull the chute, pull the chute. They made a mistake in the editing, or they had to stick with bad, you know. Oh, look, they finally get the up kilt. Yeah, and he goes, that's quite refreshing, actually. Oh, it must be. Can you imagine? That's oh, terrific. You know, it, if there was a shower on the plane, you can shower and then jump off and naturally dry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, drip dry. You could just so drip dry, air dry. He he. Um, they are impressed with him parachuting in. Now they're going to be impressed with the aristocrat coming in on the ambulance. Oh, there's surprised by everything. The yeah, and another's arriving under arrest of the police. Right for for buying all that shit. Yeah. Da 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 da. Da, da, da. Singing, it's a mad, mad, mad. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Intermission. It's a long movie. I wrote the mad world song. Mad, 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 mad. Here's a Christmas carol. <laughs> Here's a mad, mad world song. Mad, 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 mad. No, mad you world. know, no, that's how the lyrics go, but there's four mads in the song. So sometimes I forget and I do like eight of them. Oh, he made it to the finish line. Yeah. Oh, man. Somebody dropped. Oh, he tripped him. So somebody drops uh, their loot, and, and Mole Man gets it. Oh, so Mole Man's going to win. He's got the loot. Easy peasy. Okay, yes. <clears throat> the movie ends in a very, very dissatisfying way, okay? Don't get ready for the American ending. Right now, what would happen is they oh, would, the American, yeah, they would race to the finish right in front of them, and then when the bad guy was going to win, 
we would get a tw another contest that would result in the good guy winning and we have a winner. That's not what's going to happen. Oh, it's funny that the mole man gets all the items instead of going across to the finish line and goes straight up to Terry Thomas. I did it. <laughs> yep, that's right. But he doesn't win, does he? No. No, this is a, all, as an American, I, I'm glad the American wins. I could totally relate to that. Well, the American won, but then he resigns. So it's, 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 uh, what? They all went into his dug hole. His. It must have hurt as an actor to fall through that hole. Yes. Yeah. Fucking winter doesn't give a shit. Uh, don't forget, my I'm a bad driver, remember? Oh, she's going to save her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, she sees him with the pop star. Now he knows she's on the list. So she's like, here, you better take these. You know, he, he hasn't called her in days. Right. He's an asshole. Yeah. Uh-oh, things are falling apart. Here's your bullshit, sir. Even the <laughs> bell. And it's the real bell, not some fucking replica. Congratulate. Oh, what's this? What's That's that? Ignatian papers. What? You can't resonate. Your paper, you're fired. Paper. I, I'm switching girlfriends and I'm going on holiday. That's what they call it here. Right, uh, on holiday. To someplace and then Nice, right? Oh, I heard it's really Nice over there. Yeah. Well, my I have some family over there. My my niece lives in Nice. Okay, so now they're arresting him for years of get you know getting using the army's money to right. you know, buy goods. I always told him it will catch up to him. I don't do it. I says to him. So he's getting the, off the hook and blaming the general. <clears throat> what about the bowler caps? I thought they were all Floyd's. I guess there are other people. They were um, the boiler boiler bowler caps. Were he was the secretary of uh, the in state or the interior, something like that. He was from the I, government, so nobody really wins. That's right. Now the general's going to shift the bell back, but he's arrested for stealing the bell. <laughs> Eat that! You say what, sir? Oh, no. Oh, so this whole thing implodes. I think that's a, how Rat yeah. Race ended, too. They they busted John There's Cleese. no winner, and nobody gets a satisfied... The guy who gets a satisfied ending is the jerk. Right. Oh, there he is with his girlfriend. Okay. Look at him. We should play the volume on this. Yeah. I have a feeling what's going on. Look, I can't believe it. He just waved goodbye to her. Yeah. And now we have the most unsatisfying ending of all. <laughs> they're just, they're all alone, the two delusional idiots. Oh, that's funny. And then, like, it, the director should have ended it right here. But no, the... Uh, the mole man has a little existential compart, criticizes the army or the military. So then he like makes him snap too and march. I don't know, it's dumb. 
Well, you know, he should have that, that outburst. This is a comedy movie. Uh, we got all these unsatisfied. This is totally unexpected. It doesn't wrap up a theme of the film at all. Right. What was the fucking theme of the film? Like, they didn't have one. Like, if you work together, you succeed. Something like that. They didn't do that. I think the theme was scavenger help uh, hunts, uh, help us remember Tammy and uh, excited for her wedding. And it was a good way to celebrate our bachelorette party. <laughs> oh, there he is, marching off. I This looks, oh, there it is. The Finn. Yeah. El Finn. For Finn. Shot on location in England by American Films of London, England. Oh, How ladies and gentlemen. And there's the American Broad uh, Columbia Pictures. Well, Carl, that has been, you must be joking, from 1965. <laughs> what did you think of the movie? At times, I enjoyed it. At times, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty dull. I mean, like, the, yeah. I, I had a lot of power to it, a lot of horsepower, a lot of good performances, but it really did feel like uh, nothing was happening, and uh, there was no, I don't know, like, at least rat race, they had to go from A to B, you know, it, it's a race. Yeah, this wasn't done in, I don't know, uh, the order of it was chaotic and scattered like okay never mind the pursuit of that thing we're moving on to this thing right we're yeah yeah at the same time we're all at the track at the same time we're all in with the starlets a thing at the same time i, I don't know wow. i think that um if you listen to it with the sound you're much more entertained because you hear all these accents and the things they say to each other it is kind of funny a lot of the times and uh just to be around those, uh, that culture is pretty, you know, everyone's, it's all about class and, right. you know, there's innuendo all over the place, but they'll never say it, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And, uh, but it was, uh, I agree. So it was fun. I mean, it's fun to see those actors and I'm sure uh, I'll enjoy seeing them in other locations. Some of them I recognize, some of them I didn't. Terry Thomas, of course, was kind of fun in this, but it just kind of, it was a little bit short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, next week we are going to uh, go back to uh, more common ground here in the United States and watch an American movie about real men. It's called Real Men from 1987. It stars uh, the late John Ritter and the currently alive James Belushi uh, back from 1987. I have a trailer from the Action Master. I don't know if my sound is going to be worth it for the show, but I was going to play it. So if you guys go type in Real Men 1987 and you see the Action Masters posting of a Real Men trailer, I was going to play it in a couple seconds. Okay. All right. The and Action three, Master. Yeah. Three, okay. two, one, go. Stands on the brink of disaster and only one man can save it. Son in Big Bird,
anything to do with it. <laughs> this is going to be horrible, but we do find ourselves laughing. I know. Well, it's it's uh, John Ritter and uh, James Pelusi from the eighties. Well, that was a little too close. Oh, look at those clowns! <laughs> you guys can't act. Look at these clowns. Who brought these clowns on the set? This is a joke. Oh, S and M dungeon. Oh, that's a shame. Just saying. Right. This uh, trailer has the uh, box of the video cassette because it would never was theatrically released. That is from 1987. Next week's movie will be Real Men with the Real Men, John Ritter and James Belushi. Carl, thank you so much for. Uh, uh, hosting and 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 uh, researching and, and just kicking ass on this movie. Uh, may I never see it again, but I definitely enjoyed talking it, uh, about it. And audience, we want hope you enjoyed the show too. Uh, just spread the word. Just you know, we'd love for you just to sign up for our podcast, L W A F L M O Y T. Uh, we would love for you to just get involved and and check out Mutiny Radio. They even have live comedy shows. If you're in the Bay Area, if you're in the Mission District, you can walk over there. Uh, we love Mini Radio and we do love you guys and we'll see you next week. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Let's watch a full-length Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right, I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Carl, test, test. Carl, Carl, test, test. Yeah, you're all buzzy. I gotta call back. Let's watch it. Jokes to Carl.
It's a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hello, Carl. Hello. You bring me up quick nowadays. Usually, you go through a whole thing and then, but you say and oh, Carl, good. and I am in. Well, because I want Often to introduce the acronym, which you can find us by if you search for podcasts or YouTube. We're L W A F L M O Y T, and I also want to say we're streaming right now. As we always do, we stream first on mutinyradio.fm out of the Mission District in San Francisco every <laughs> Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That gives you three ways to check us out on YouTube, on a podcast feed, where you go stream it first on mutinyradio.fm. And of course, donate some money to the station. There's a donate button where you could just go to Venmo at Mutiny Radio, send them some bucks, check out Scott O's show before us, Flat Plastic Sound. Carl, our show well, is Let's um, Watch a Full-Length Movie Round on Sound. Wait, it's it's something round, found round sound. What did I just say? Uh, the flat plastic, the other show he does. He, the other show he does. He does nope, two it's, shows. It's because th this is vinyl, right? That's mm -hmm. round. It makes right. sound. And you like go to some like uh, flea market or quaint old shop and it's found. He buys the... You know, if you are a fan of our podcast or you listen to our podcast, you may notice it segues out of some cool music. Yeah. Yeah. That's that him. was found on a round vinyl. Made. What was the last made, word? That made round sound? Round. That makes sound. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's enough about the station. Carl, what is the movie this week? Oh, this week we will watch Devil in a Blue Dress, 1980, 1995. 
Devil Whoa. in a Blue Dress, 1995. That's what you put in the YouTube search Wait, engine. That's, that's one of the best movies in the world. Yeah, why, why is it free on YouTube? One of the reasons why? I found out is the audio drops out periodically throughout. I, I don't okay. know why. That's all right. We mute. The channel we like, like is Life Vlogged. Life Vlogged, which is a life poorly lived in my opinion, but it is Life Vlogged. So... Put in a devil in a blue dress 1995 in the search okay. engine search and then find the channel life blogged blogged like i just blogged about my life on my my internet on your blog? video but it's video oh. vlogged okay vlog okay right. so go ahead we are going to be watching devil in a blue dress from 1995 that's what you type into your search engine you're going to find a version without ads Courtesy of V Vlogged. Life, Life Vlogged. Life Vlogged. All right, fair enough. You're going to find it. We want you to click that link, hit pause, move it back to zero, zero, because at, we're going to hit press play at the same time. Because let us, as a community, watch a full length movie on YouTube. Yeah, there. Normally, we watch a lot of shit. Yeah. This, we're going to see a Hollywood movie now. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'm looking forward to it. So, and not only are we looking forward to it, we also have a celebrity comedian looking forward to it. While you search and go on YouTube and get yourself ready, Carl, our producer, who wrote that fantastic theme song you heard up front, who watched this movie several times, who researched this movie more than, than you know, and he's also spoken to a celebrity comedian with the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Mike Keegan. Welcome, Mike. Thank you very much, Carl. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Now, we met at Scotty's, which is in New Jersey, and that's what I wanted to raise first because you sort of think of yourself and sell yourself as a Long Island comedian, but I've seen you out there in Staten Island and a lot of Jersey. I mean, you're all over the place. You still think of yourself, what, because that's your home base? I still do, because I, I don't really consider myself a road comedian. I do the tri-state area. I have a lot of clubs that I love that I work in the tri-state area, Connecticut, Jersey. Um, I used to do Atlantic City a lot at the Brigada. Um, but, you know, my, my roots are on Long Island. That's where I first started out. I live five minutes from my favorite comedy club, Governors. Um, I, you know, I'm there two, three nights a week. So, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't try to write material as a Long Island comedian because a lot of there's a lot of Long Island comedians that write their material about Long Island and yeah. then their acts don't cross a bridge and they don't translate. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my my act so much isn't a Long Island comedian, but I do consider myself, you know, I I work the three the three clubs on Long Island. I work with them mostly. Mm -hmm. And okay, so I get it now. I mean, you're you're not a road comic. You're, you're tri-state, but you don't base it around Long Island because you'll get screwed. You'll screw yourself. Yeah. Now, another... you know, I, I you know when I started, I I kind of wanted to be a road comedian, but then you know you got to have a, the job to pay the bills, the family, and everything. So it it's it's a it's a tough life living on the road and everything. So you know I'll get out as much as I can. You know a couple times a year I'll branch out into the Midwest or something, but I try to stay close to home. And also, you know, if you're a road comedian, there ain't that much green out there, right? <laughs> exactly. I know it's right. And to get that kind of green is just busting your ass. You know, just 
from Monday through Friday, you're playing bar gigs, and then you get those nice ones on the weekends. But there's a, right. a lot of they they call them four waller shows, like little tiny bar gigs where half the people there don't even know that there's a comedy show going on. That's right. So. The TV you're competing with the television. Yeah, exactly. We've all so, been there. Yeah. So, now you're out there grinding, and one of the things you got is a podcast going on. It's called Hershey and the Hershey and Keeks. No, the Hershey and the Keeg Show. Tell me how to say it right. It's the Hershey and the Keeg Show. Yeah, and Hershey <laughs> is spelled with an S-C-H. Yeah, That's my co-host, Mark Hirschman. Um, It's kind of a new endeavor. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I used to have a podcast for a few years with my girlfriend. Uh, she's a comedian also, and it was called Domestic Disturbance. But, uh, you did one. I'll tell you one thing we used to we used to cause a lot of fights between us because it was, it was we're very different politically, and that's how we we get into arguments. So we kind of stopped doing that. Yeah. So now I do the I do the show with my buddy Mark Hirschman. We started a couple months ago, and it, it was great. He's one of my best friends in comedy, and uh, we have a lot in common. We have a great dynamic. I feel a lot of people giving us great feedback. So we do a little bit of everything. Uh, we started off more as a focus of a, 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 a sports talk radio. Because we're both big Yankee fans, big sports fans, and we've had a lot of pretty high-profile guests from uh, from WFAN, which is our big sports uh, wow. sports mecca here. We've had uh, Evan Roberts, who's probably the biggest New York tri-state area sports. Uh, he's on the he's on the Carton and Roberts show, so that was probably that's probably the biggest show wow. going right now for sports radio. We've had him, we've had Steve Summers, Mark Malusius, all these big uh, New York sports guys. So. Um, we're getting, hopefully Mike Piazza might be coming on soon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, are, well, we have a, the sports fan. Is he a comedian? Yeah. Mark Hirschman's a comedian. He does not perform very much cause he's got a big family and he's got a lot of responsibilities. One mm-hmm. of the funniest guys I know, one of the first people I met in comedy. Uh, but this is his outlet now cause he doesn't get to be on stage so much. So we yeah. do it every Tuesday night live at nine o'clock. Uh, we do it at Governors at the, the radio studio. Governors, really? yeah. Tuesday night um, is when you record it or when it broadcast. That's when we, that's when we record it. We, we record it and we put it live on YouTube. But then we also put it on Spotify for people to watch after. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Spotify. And are you also on iTunes or? We are on iTunes as well. Um, okay. We're on Spotify and iTunes basically. Yeah, and so it's on every episode's on YouTube. So if people want to find that, it's the Hershey SDA, yep. the Hershey and Teague Show. Yep. Is there a channel? Is that the name of the channel on YouTube as well? The name of the channel, it's it's on Gov's radio podcast, uh-huh. G-O-V-S, like Governors. Yeah. Uh, so it's out of their studio, so they, they run the whole uh, – so it's on their podcast channel. Okay, now – YouTube, that's one thing, but you're streaming out there on better platforms than that. You got an Amazon special called Comics Watching Comics. And I think, tell me about this premise. I think I already know about it. I think I applied and was denied. It was was a really cool thing. Uh, A comedian from uh, New Jersey, uh, Kevin Goatee, he started this thing. And it's uh, basically, uh, they get comics, you do a a two-minute set. And uh, they have three professional comics that judge the the comics, and uh, they all they do it after after we all record our sets. They do it at, at a remote location, watch every set, and they critique it. And I won. I was the winner of season three. 
on themselves. Yes, that was, it was really cool. And you know what? The day that I recorded it, so there were there were ninety comics that did each a two minute set at yeah. uh, the New York New York Comedy Club on Second uh, Second Street in the city. And um, so there were ninety comics. I had pneumonia, and I also had a show that night in Jersey. So I was I, when I recorded the set, I was just like delirious. It was just I had waited four hours to get on stage there, and I had pneumonia. And uh, it went actually pretty well, and I got some good feedback, and I ended, actually ended up winning the season. So it's it's a cool credit to have. It's on Amazon. You could buy it on Amazon. And wow! And to win out of ninety people, and you're way under the weather, and you have somewhere to go. Yeah, right. Exactly. It was a uh, it was a rough day, but it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Carl. Now, okay, this is not going to be the end of your streaming. In August, you've got this comedy special coming up. Tell me about that. Yep, so I have a comedy special coming up. It's uh, August 26th. We're uh, recording it at Governor's Comedy Club here in Levittown on Long Island. Um, it's called Captain America. <laughs> and uh, Captain America is how you actually pronounce it. But, uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's going to be my first, uh, my first 40-minute special. Uh, my buddy, my friend John Moses, who's a uh, Jersey comedian, also sure. originally from Canada. Uh, John Moses is a great guy. He's starting a record label, so he asked a couple of comics to be the first ones to record specials for him. So he's doing all the production, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. They just built a new room at Governor's. It's called the Giggle Room. So it's not the main stage. It's right. another stage they have there. That it, the room holds 90 people. Okay, and it's just a great intimate room to to, to record the special. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds so. terrific, boy. You really are in with governors, and it's you know, being the giggle room or not, when the thing is yeah. uh, filmed, it's gonna be at governors, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Governors, uh, that's my home club. I love them. Now, wow. Mike Keegan, which is K E E G A N, Mike Correct. Keegan. How can people find you out there on the internet? On social media, YouTube, a website. Um, I'm big on Facebook. Uh, so face Mike Keegan on Facebook, but on um, I actually deactivated my Twitter because yes. I got in a little bit of trouble for a tweet that I wrote. But uh, I am on Instagram <laughs> at mckeeg75, and um, I might be getting Twitter back. But my podcast, Hershey and the Keeg Show. They have a Twitter page, so they can always uh -huh. get in touch with me there. Also, if you prefer Twitter, but uh, I got quits. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this. I got in trouble a little a few years ago. I got banned from a theater on Long Island. It was a Newsday and everything, and uh, yeah. I had to get rid of my Twitter account. <laughs> oh, it was a Newsday, so that's your. Yeah. You could use that as one of your credits, right? I could use it as a credit. You know, I'm not proud of it, but. Well, you're paying it's for comedy. It, what you know, you don't have to tell people the content. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, now, Mike Keegan. Everyone yes. at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So this means we must be synced up. So why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Three, two, one, go! Oh, I just saw Tom Sizemore's name on the credit. Oh, by the way, thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the yeah, Celebrity that's Comedian, comedian countdown. countdown. That was a good job. All right. Oh, this is the TriStar. It's not even that roaring lion. 
No, no. Do you remember the Pegasus, the TriStar Pegasus? Mm-hmm. Yes. He he was funking around. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was uh is that owned by no Disney owned Touchstone and Hollywood Pictures. Yes, yes. The Buena Vista, something like that. Yes. Now this is great. I'm really excited. We're watching a good movie. Yeah, we are. Okay, this is a Hollywood movie, and what we're going to see is, like, World War II just ended, and every, all the troops came home, and that includes our hero, Ezekiel, who they call Easy. That's his name. He's so cool. Easy. And he comes back from the war, and he actually has enough money to buy a house. Okay? Okay, great. But, I mean, African Americans uh, that were not called that did not buy houses uh, at this time. And, uh, but he did, he owns a house, but he just lost his job. So that sets up our dilemma. What am I going to do for money? Or I'll lose my house. And no, AF word has a house. Now, I know this guy from uh, Walter Mosley wrote a series of detective novels starring Easy Rollins. Yeah, exactly right. This is the did first he... one of his books. Yeah. Did he write for Star Trek? You know, I didn't look up Walter Mosley, uh, and I'm sorry about that. What no, I do okay. know is that he wrote this book, and Carl Franklin, the director, loved it. And they made this film off of his first book. He was also an associate producer. And he had rights in the editing room. He even cut out this irrelevant scene that was a love scene. Uh, but the point is, they were going to go on to make pilots and do all of his uh, novels on TV, like in a serial way. It would have lasted a With single season, but it didn't work out. And it, obviously it wasn't uh, Denzel Washington in the TV show? No, no. It was ABC, and they didn't shoot the pilot, so we don't have a cast. Yeah. And I don't know what their thinking was, but basically it was going to be like a black private eye in a white world of the 1940s, you know. Sounds great. Look, here he is, 1940s. I said, see? That's what I was saying. This is yeah, so you got like the street music on. Oh boy, extra, extra, get you extinct people. Yeah, now is this New Orleans, the central no. new market? No, New York this City, is Los Angeles. Oh, terrific, right? right. Okay, I right, it was New York City when it first opened up, but this is LA. I only thought New Orleans because his name is easy. Like Big Easy? Right, like the Big Easy. Well, his right. name is Ezekiel. And let me see. His name is Ezekiel Rollins. And that is a slave so name. So Ezekiel's nickname would be Easy. Easy. Right. Yeah. And that's very cool. And he's very cool. But yeah. he is playing a common man. Oh, what is that? Todd Carter drops out of the race? Wait a minute. Is there a flashback? Flashback, flashback. Well, he's basically doing a private detective kind of voiceover thing, right? And he's saying, I was down on my luck. I had lost my job. I did everything Carl told you in the beginning. Now he's having <laughs> a flashback to recent... Um... <laughs> you were just reciting what Denzel Washington said in the beginning? <laughs> well, yeah, all right. yes, the premise, the... Uh... I know I've seen this movie or seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen some of the director's movie, Carl Franken's film. Uh -huh. But I don't even recall. 
It's been now, a while this, since I've seen this movie. This is a pretty harsh no, a harsh rejection. So that's what we're seeing. Like right now, one thing I disagree with the art, the director and writer is right now he's for the only time in the film he's pushing back on someone. My name's not Fella. You understand? My name's not Fella. You know, but he won't be that tough guy for the rest of the film. So I think it was a mistake. It sets us up for a. Uh, Clint Eastwood. But Showdown. Black. Oh, look who walked in the door. Difficult. Easy's friend. This is all bright. You know this is um, uh, Tom Sizemore, right? Oh, Tom Sizemore. Yeah, right. Who How passed do you away recently. This? How do you see the... Is it dark? How no, you no. That? You know, it's a great quality film on the YouTube. Yeah, strange, right? I mean, this film is known. Look at the cinematography with the with the T-shirt and the background. It's just you know his acting. Everything's just blowing up. Yeah, and see, it's Hollywood. They didn't just put him in a muscle shirt. They gave him the muscles. Right. Yeah. Of course. Well, you know, that's a budget. And it's a Hollywood film. They show it up front. Now, I think Guys, sit down. I think of Saving Private Ryan. What do you think of when you see Tom Sizemore? I've never seen. Saving Private Ryan, a lot oh of films. Like, I haven't seen this one either. I mean, I might okay. have, might have. Okay. But uh, he was pause. in. Stop what you're was, doing. Just go uh, see Private Ryan. Why Never. do you think Tom Hanks is a good actor? You don't even know. Private I was going to say. I was going to say. I saw him in Twin Peaks: The Return, the third right. season, and he was really funny in that movie. Like, there's a certain point where he loses all his personality or something. And uh -huh. he plays it really well. Like, it's just, it's really funny. Or no, he, something happens to him and he goes through this emotional role. But he's funny in that movie. And wasn't he in, like, Strange Days? And wasn't he in, like, yes, Natural the... Killers? Yes. Yes, you know. Exactly. Breaking. Yeah. He had his own reality show, right? Like, oh, we're going to fuck. Let's fuck with Sizemore, I think it was called. It was on uh, TLC or something. He it was, was, like, Breaking Sizemore. He was also in Heat. I missed Breaking Sizemore. Heat was a really good one he was in. He was really good. And, I'll, you know, I didn't even know. It says here, true romance. And I remember that when I think of true romance. I can see him as one of those bad guys. But also I see right. Tony Soprano. Okay, all Tom Sizemore said is, like, the bartender uh, was like, you're out of work. And he's like, we're out of work. And he, I want to introduce you to this guy. And he goes, you want to make money? Meet me at my office at 7 p.m. tonight. And of course, he's, he's like, making money doing what? You know, like it's like he's 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 straight. You know what I mean? He works his job. He pays his bills. He's the veteran. Yes. No, so it's, he's not a private eye just yet. Exactly right. This is like his origin story. He gets sucked into it. By a radioactive spider? Uh-huh. And he gets... Uh <laughs> <laughs> and he, he gets I I can't think of a joke. Some I was gonna say something powers, like I don't know. Uh, yeah. But he gets the technical uh, powers, right? Welcome yeah. to writing workshop. Well we brainstorm yeah, sure. premises. Now this is a dumb thing. This guy, the whole movie's like, I'm just gonna chop down your trees, and he's like, Don't chop down my trees. It's really weird. I don't understand why he wants to do it. For firewood? I don't get it. It's not his property. But why does he want to chop down people's trees? He will drop... 
Is this, is this the third act? Is this is like, there's a fire. There's no way we could break down this door. Wait a minute. I know a fella. And he runs down half a block. Gets, yeah, 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 you can chop down the tree. But can you go break down this door? Okay. Look, look, look. Right, so he was in World War II. Yeah, Private Easy. Oh, he's planting war trees. The fuck that guy. This yeah, is just like Animal Crossing. Considerable budget to to get trees, and like the whole premise here is he's, you know. Okay, by the way, we're having a flashback and a memory, and um, it's Mouse. Now it's Don Cheadle, and his name oh, in this cool. movie is Mouse, and basically he's like a a criminal, right? But. He kills without any, like, uh, rem what's the word? Psychotic? Like, he doesn't have remorse. a remorse. No, he. He's remorseless. Yeah. He's a Absolutely. remorseless killing machine. Yeah. But at the same time, you like him. Okay, now we're in tough guy's office. You want the uh -huh. job? What's the job? It depends on what it is. We'll just give it a listen. Hmm. Walk out the door in the morning, easy. He's lighting a lollipop? Right. Yes, lollipop. He goes, I don't want to get mixed up in nothing. He goes, come on, easy. You walk out the door in the morning and mixed up in something. The only difference is, are you on the top? I'll give you $100. Upset the poor man so much, you stopped running from there. Uh, oh, hey, I saw that headline. Yeah, that's right. So it's yeah. relatable. Yeah, that was foreshadowing. But not for then, for now, when you go, oh, yeah. He went, Todd Carter, he went to his brother's place, uh, John Carter of Mars, went over to, to What Mars. we're finding out is Daphne is missing, okay? Now, Daphne was the fiancé of a guy who's running for mayor. Now, two weeks ago, Daphne went missing, and this guy dropped out of the mayor's race. So he wants, look, now Daphne frequents AF. What do I say, Mike? I don't want to say the wrong thing. African-American? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, or ethnic. How about ethnic? He knows that Daphne frequents ethnic clubs, ethnic nightclubs, and this is one of those situations in which it probably didn't exist. Uh, like a speakeasy, but but alcohol's legal, you know, so it's not the same thing. Uh, so therefore... Club. He could go to those places and find Daphne, and Tom Sizemore cannot. Albright. So he's right into the de detective work. Well, he's getting paid a hundred dollars to run and do a task. Get me a location seems, on this woman. Seems like detective work. Now wow. remember. Oh, by the way, I those were nineteen eighty six dollars. Uh, <laughs> the internet tells me those were totally. Those weren't sir, was, silver certificates. I was gonna say, like, they look like it was for the forties. I mean, everything else in this movie is like Los Angeles in the forties. It looks glamorous. Yeah, except. Look at the ground. Look how clean it is. Oh, every you know, movie every, sets like that. There's not I know, a but everything. Every anywhere. every card is glimmering. Everything is shiny. Everything is like yeah. They gorgeous. just went to the car wash. All of the look at those clean. <laughs> Did windows. you say this is a Hollywood movie? It's a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now here for the thin is, ale. Now, right now, they're playing the Saturday Night Live song. You know. Well, you can't uh -huh. tell by the way I use my walk. Are, are they playing the Japanese version for Bullet Train? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. cool. That's why this this uh, this is bootleg. We'll play it. 
Well, you can tell by the way I use my walker. So there's this white guy, and he knows about the club upstairs. So he's oh. trying to get upstairs, and they're like, there's no club here. Get out. Right? Right. Well, yeah. So then Easy and her and this other guy named Junior who's coming down are just blabbing about the club right in front of the guy. He goes, oh, there's no club here. But you were just talking about it. They play easier than me. Did Easy go upstairs already? Yeah, they let him right up and they won't let this honky American. Is that what you say? That one. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Okay, listen, give me some size more. No, no size more. History. And this is all the terms. Can I use the real terms? No, <laughs> I don't know. Just be, do you, do you beat the screen, I guess. Oh, so okay, this is a famous to role, win. too. What's that? When we get Don Cheadle's role, like I have heard about his performance as Mouse. Yeah, that's yeah. coming much later. That's coming much okay. later. Right. And it's very good. Okay, this is a Negro club. Is that okay to say? Because that's what they say. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm a pain in the ass because I'm paranoid. Coretta. You see Coretta? Yeah. Yeah, you'll be seeing Coretta. Yeah. Okay, now a coincidence happens. He sits down and they just Ooh. bump into Coretta, who's the good friend of Daphne, in two seconds. You know what I mean? So it's no, like. No, this is one of those things every Private Eye movie I see, and we've seen a bunch of them, it always begins with somebody who later becomes someone else or gets killed later. Yeah. Saying, I need you to find my sister, my daughter, my aunt. Yeah, that's the kind of thing buddy. that can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and her name is Coretta. And, uh, or Daphne. Picture. Yeah, yeah Daphne. there's a picture. Yeah. That's what we got here, yeah. And then someone will be dead, and another one will be missing. Yeah, and the, the twist, he was really a she. You'll see. Usually it's like, you get the money. And then he turns on the news and there's an exploding car report. Yeah. And, and he makes a call. You, go. Mm -hmm. you got the money. There's nothing else to report. Oh, I can't. I can't. I must doggedly walk the ends of the earth to avenge this woman. <laughs> Can we sit like down that. with y'all easy? Yeah, sure, baby. So he knows the club. Right, let me just put on a little while. You'll just see how they're talking. Go down there and see that you sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, all right. This is about him getting fired. Any man without his paycheck is showing up sorry. <laughs> yeah, right, he's showing up. Buying alcohol out of a suitcase. Oh, so the club doesn't have any alcohol. Something like that. It's an illegal club, so it isn't prohibition time. No, but I mean, they, they can't get caught selling alcohol if someone's walking around table by table. <laughs> right, because it's just because it's illegal. They don't have a liquor license, I guess. So now, y'all ever see anybody named Daphne? And then there's like silence. Wait, oh, all right. What are you talking? What you talking about? Easy. Look, he's signaling 
Come talk to me over there. See, this is, I don't like this. It's so easy. Like, I'm looking for that. So you bump right. into a computer game. You bump into this is always. I mean, no disrespect to, to the Walter Mosley novels that I haven't read, but a lot of times it always seems like the first act is a red herring. It's a misdirect, you know, and it seems like the a case is closed. But in fact, he right. spotted this woman for, you know, the woman wasn't the woman who came into his office and the victim, this, the person he found finds out dead or, you know, something like that, or isn't mm -hmm. who you think it is. Right. Mackenzie's still alive. Oh, he had pulled one over on me. Gulp. He just come back from the war. I mean, is is that kind of? Well, he has his house. Well, you see, he just came back from the war, but it's like a year old or something. It's not like. Sure. He's not all like there will be no flashbacks of a time during battle and. It's a little the the lighting's a little dark on me, but it's not as bad as. We, that one movie we watched together, I couldn't mm. see anything, but this I can. But okay. I love the style of it. The the um basically basically what happened is the hus husband or man I don't know his name's Junior and he got so drunk uh, that he's basically going to fall down. Look what the director's doing with the mirror. Um, Basically, he's finding out that she really is Daphne's confidant, so she wants to get close to her. But the thing is, she also wants to get close to him for sexual reasons. But... Well, yeah. Yeah, so I, that's what's I, good in Denzel's favor. Now, look, we're putting a drunk husband away. Or or boyfriend, I'm not sure what. Oh, before... I heard he, he was easy. Like, if you ever wanted to sleep with him? Yeah. yeah. The answer is yes. Well... That's almost true in this movie. He will turn down one or two. So before sex, she has to put away her drunk husband, her boyfriend? <laughs> it's a routine before sex. I remember being married to her. She would put away her husband. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> she was wearing sweatpants. It was not happening that night. <laughs> He saw the sweatpants. He said, oh, damn it. What movie was that from? Oh, uh, that's a great question. It's the one about dating. It's like, yeah, things I hate about you, but it's not that, not at all. It's the dating one. Oh, Girl, she's not um, that, he's not that yeah, into she's you? Yeah, just not that, he's just not a, that into He's you. not that, yeah, that guy's from San Francisco. Rick <laughs> Barron's. Who wrote that book. Now, she's like, come on, come on, let's do it. And he's like, what are you talking about? Your girl, your, your, your husband, right? He won't hear anything. He's dead asleep. So the thing is, it's bad character of easy to do this, but it makes us think he's cool. Yeah. Now, well, she Denzel has, Washington, his name is Easy, and he, he yeah, has a spot. Right. She's to wake up the husband. Now he, she pulls off, and she's basically like, "I'm not sure I want to do this with you." Which <laughs> is a very cheaty, cheaty time to do that kind of thing, right? Uh, no, no. I mean, good to be honest, not great. 
<laughs> so sex with a woman and then she pulls it out and goes i'm not sure i really should be doing this you know well yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's all right well, yeah respect i respect them. that yeah you gotta that, respect it because they're it. listening because they're listening to us right now and you want to get don't want to get called out in some argument <laughs> no that's so crazy Okay. okay. No, I so mean it's mutual. Things? It's 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 fun. If it's not fun, it's not fun. We stop. <laughs> Never mind. You've led me into your. We're actually do. Okay. 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 So she is like, all you care about is finding this Daphne, and he's like, no, baby, it's all you. It's all you. That, oh, listen, he, that's her spot. He hits it. Okay. Yeah. She she goes on and on about it, Mike. Usually when we have the closed captioning and there's any kind of noise, it says applause. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, you hit my spot. Good job. Good job. Yay. Golf clap. All right. So Denzel got information, okay? Oh, um, I'll say. <laughs> Daphne is like, I guess, in, a love interest of Frank Green. Frank Green, who's like this low-level, low-level mobster. Do you know who he is? He's Frank Green. <laughs> I'm Mo Green. I'm I, Frank Green. I, okay, what he does is he like, like knocks over a liquor truck or somehow robs liquor, and then he goes to his local area where all the speakeasies are, whatever they're called, and sells it for like real dirt cheap. And everybody knows Frank Green. So he's like a low-level mobster. Gotcha. Wait, what are you cutting down a tree for? But is that his? Christmas. Whose house so is I, that? Is that his own house? It's a neighbor. Give it a neighbor's like, tree, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here with this. What does it mean, Michael? Why would he be chopping down people's trees? It's, it's, he threw it like, I don't know. Maybe I, he hates squirrels. Mm-hmm. You know, like it prevents squirrels to be like, well, there's no place to hang out. Listen, you live in LA, squirrel population? It's crazy. I could hear them all the time, yeah. skittering around. Yeah, they're so, fine. You you hear them on palm trees sometimes. I saw one, I looked up at a palm tree and there was some squirrel hanging out eating a nut. It's crazy, I'll tell you. It's crazy, I'll tell you. Those squirrels nuts. It's nuts, I'll tell you. Really, it was nuts. Or it could have been something else. Yeah, big deal. I like squirrels. Good. Good, good, good. You ever watch that extreme cooking show where the guy hunts animals and eats them and he, one time he did squirrel? Uh, you know, like we think that's gross and it is, but at the same time, they're eating meat just like we do. It's just that we have accepted if it's chicken or it's cows, for some reason, that's fine. But eating squirrel is gross. You will eat rabbit in Huss and Pfeffer or whatever, but yeah, you don't want Theodore's glasses. Like, you don't want to eat that. Like, you might eat his glasses or... But, I mean, if we're eating lamb, that's okay. But if, you know, if we're even eating goat, it's kind of, it's okay. But I, I was over at uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks manager's house, Dave, and yeah. I was eating squirrel, and he got really... Yeah. He realized what I was eating, and he went, Alvin! But it, by that point, I had... But wait, I don't get it. They're chipmunks. Oh, they're chipmunks, right? I'm thinking squirrels. Same fucking thing. 
They're right. It's not Alvin and the squirrels. No, chipmunks are the same thing as mice. That's okay. Oh, this is the okay. old fisherman's this pier. Is, yeah, Malibu. Oh, all right. So basically, Tom Albright, I mean, the guy, the character's name is Albright. Albright called and said, you got any information easy? He goes, yeah, yeah. It's a, b -b -b -b. And he goes, wait, we don't talk on the phone. Let's go down to the, so he says, meet me in Malibu and hangs up the phone. Meet me at the Malibu monger. Now, this is just some person, random person, and she's Who looking at the there. water. Yeah, and they're talking about the ocean, you know. And then, like, it's like, your friends are looking for you. And he goes, oh, they don't even care. I'm just here because my mom told my sister to take me. All she wants to do is smoke cigarettes and kiss boys. <laughs> so... Then these two are like, hey, hey, N-word, oh, you know, who are you talking, you know? And she's like, we're just talking, shut up. And basically it'll turn into a racial, ugly racial thing. Where are you from? Texas, Houston, Texas. I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What is she doing with that guy? Leave us alone, jerk. Yeah. We're just talking. I don't want any trouble. Well, you got it. That's all this is. Uh, this, this movie actually lost money. It was... Um, they spent twenty-seven million on it, and they only made twenty-two. I think it's, it's whoa, not, it's bad. He pulled a gun on him. Yeah, that's right. And this is really a gratuitous scene. He's basically like, um, you know, he makes he makes him suck Denzel Washington's dick. Like it's it's not necessary. Uh, I, I think this he gets the point. All right. I'll kill you. Now, it doesn't really happen. All of a sudden, Albright's like, ha ha, you were really going to do it. Get out of here, punk. That kind of thing. We don't really need this scene. Anthony Quinn. Oh, Anthony Quinn's calling you? I'm busy. He knows. He knows he's talking to me. Tell him I said hi. Oh, Anthony's like on this uh, health kick, right? Um, and he goes, comes to me. He's like, Carl, do you want to play squash? And I was like, Anthony Quinn, how can you play squash? And he was like, well, I just sit on you. <laughs> it squashes you. Gotcha. That's great. Okay. So now he's conveying the information. She's likes Frank Green and they're at this address. And, you know, it's uh, the Sky Palmler 83rd and, you know, I don't know. He's like, good Two. job, easy. Here's another fucking hundred dollars. Now that is okay. He will make um, what's equivalent to today's forty million, forty thousand dollars in this movie by people giving Great. him a hundred here and two hundred there. He's going to make forty-seven thousand, forty-seven hundred dollars, which today's money. It's not in front of me, but it's around forty thousand dollars. Okay. So he's full on doing detective work for, for Sizemore, for Aldrich. Right. What is this, cops? 
Holy cow! Oh. Yeah, you can't have. Listen, cop. Listen, uh, private detective. <laughs> Don't be. Listen, Dick. <laughs> listen, Dick. Listen, Flatfoot. Who are you calling Dick? A Dick. Listen, Pu. He's a. He's a. Last movie foot. we saw, the cop had the Irish, right? Yeah. But that was just stereotype. But they were in Los Angeles. Where that, in New York, that would be true, a, that accent. Not in Los Angeles. Well, they're in Los Angeles right now in this film. Oh, right. You're right. The last one was also Los Angeles. Yeah. So why would they have an Irish-speaking cop just because you're supposed to? That's that's a myth of – it's it's true for New York City in, like, the – 1890 through 1920, you know, they were all Irish. Were they? They didn't join? I saw gangs of New York. There must have been like a, a cool Irish gang. Uh, what I mean to say is um, one of the prof Irish couldn't get work in New York City when they came here. We're missing the film. So they're, one of the jobs they could get was cop. They'll take a, gotcha. The town would take them. And so many of them became. Okay. So they're asking questions about who? Find, huh? What are they asking Easy about? Where were you last night? Why? Because Cloretta is dead. Coretta is dead. That's Coretta. what we're finding out. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fucked up. Was it the yeah. husband? Uh, the husband was not killed. No, just Coretta. They were, uh, and it was looks like they were looking for something. But they're not. Re I'm revealing that to you. For this, it's just here. Please. What? Where did you go when you left, Miss James? Wait, 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 wait. What were you talking about? She ain't gonna be waking up. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? I was, I, I was, I had a hangover. Oh, you had a hangover? Yeah, I went home. Whack! But look what Easy does. He got a shot in. Sure. Good. Oh, LAPD. Put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Everybody put your hands in the air. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's my apartment. That's where I, that's my apartment right behind him. That's your apartment? Okay, so a car pulls up. Mm-hmm. Is this Sizemore? No, it's a cop car. Oh, that that was like more of the N-word torment went on outside. And it was. It was cops razzing him, coming out of the jail, up, up jail. Okay, so now, he's. you know what he's remembering? It's my spot. That's what he's remembering. My spot. You're hitting my spot. Mike, hop on the lust wagon here. Well, I'm saying, like, if uh, there's a circumstance, unfortunate, like, last, yeah, I'll probably remember that, too, I guess. <laughs> okay, get in the car. But it's not one of those get in the car, the boss wants to see you kind of things. It ha ends up being that mayor. Oh, Cooper, or whatever the guy's name was? No, wait, wait, yes. Carter. Mayor T Matthew Terrell. Now, this guy we know from Meatballs 3. He's Sa Sally Kellerman? Yes, it's that guy who is Mr. Potato Head. Wow. Wait, am I th I, I'm right. It's the same person, right? Do I have it right? 
Mr. Potato Head from Meatballs 3. No, 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 that was, I meant War Games. I think he was also in War Games. I have okay. him right here. Uh, yeah, yeah, 1983, War Games, My Cousin Vinny, Hero, Beethoven Second, Mouse Hunt, Harriet the Spy. Um, By the way, if you no, go wait. see, yes. Important. You see the little kid? Yeah. Okay, important to our plot, okay? Is he hiding in the car? Oh, he's the... Is... is... Is Denzel Washington hiding in the car? The no, car pulled up. And, kid. Uh, no, he's he's saying he's his adopted son, which is maybe or maybe not true. Do you remember as the biker gang in Meatballs 3? Sure, yeah. It's a big fuzzy guy. Yeah. Oh, all right. Big fuzzy. Very cool. Yeah, I recognize him. He's a little mm. clean shaven, right? Doesn't he usually have this crazy beard? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't think so. No, he's usually clean shaven. Um, right. Trailer Park Boys. He was chief of police. He was in Mouse Hunt with Nathan Lane. And a lot of people. Oh, say right. So he was the other chef, right? Oh, I got to see Mouse Hunt. Yeah. Forget Jaws. I'm going to see Mouse Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like, There's a rat in the kitchen. What I'm going to do? There's a rat in the kitchen. Right, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, I'm going to fix that rat." That's what I. Well, gonna... they were, yeah. It was under vent. It was the hotel was undergoing renovations, you know, and it was his big business venture, and everything was going to task. But he had to keep doing stuff because this mouse was. We got to get rid of this mouse, and then the health inspector's coming. That's it. Today, <laughs> I get rid of the mouse. <laughs> what? Oh, but let me guess, they don't get rid of the mouse. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, and like hilarity ensues and when walls fall over. Okay. Basically, this guy is also looking for Daphne. Okay. Everybody wants to find Daphne who's been missing. Basically, he's like, I'm, I'm the next mayor and we'll give you money for... I don't know. He's got a vested interest in fight. Now, the person who's opposing him for the race for mayor was the boyfriend of Daphne, you see. And when mm -hmm. Daphne disappeared two year, uh, weeks ago, he dropped out of the race. I guess you know that backstory. I'm not sure why I'm repeating it. I saw the headline. <laughs> Twice. Twice. We see some movies where the headline is like so cheesily placed. I mean, that was pretty cool. I would click that link on that headline. See what that yeah. article says. Oh, small fan. I'm a small fan of yours, Carl. Oh, look, military history. Is there a voiceover going? Yeah. Uh, not like a detective. He's being tortured by Daphne. Uh, He's been tortured by Coretta's death. It's not like his... He is doing throughout the whole thing the... Uh, now, who is it on the phone? Who is it on the phone? Is it Tom? <gasps> Did you hear it? No. It's Daphne Monet. It's Daphne. You're looking oh. for... Oh, how funny. What a coincidence. I was looking for you. <laughs> so I was just about to call you.
Right. Now, this is pre-internet. This is pre-phone book, practically. How does, because he's not listed in the phone book, how does she have his number? That's a great question. And she wants to meet with him? It's a trap. Is it really her? It's really her. It's the Ambassador Hotel. Whites are not, oh, whites only on this level. So therefore, the bellboy is getting paid to sneak him up. Oh, well, they get caught. They're going to blame it on the bellboy. Right. That's another Every... movie I got to watch. Blame it on the bellboy, which came <laughs> out probably two years before this film. Paul Rubens just passed away. He would have been very good as, you remember that bellboy film in that, like a. Was it Blame it on the bellboy? No, it was the one in which there were four different stories and Madonna was in it. And Yeah, sure. Four rooms. I saw that yeah, opening yeah, yeah. night. I think Paul Rubens would have killed that. Okay, here's Daphne. Okay. Right. And of course, you know that that's um, Jennifer uh, Beals. It's, uh, it's a maniac, maniac at your door. Flashdance. Flashdance, yes. But she was actually in My Bodyguard in 1980. I love that film. She was in Four Rooms, Carl. Is that the reason why you're bringing it up? She was in Two yes. of the Rooms. Yes, ex yes. Her her husband directed One of the Rooms. Right, I know that. Dino had her character show up in his room. Yeah, I know that from my research, which I did on her. <laughs> Flash Dance is a classic. I was just talking to somebody. He's like, I never heard of that film. I go, well, what? thank your lucky stars. I brought it up. <laughs> okay, so she she they met at the Ambassador Hotel, right? And basically... She, she wants to go meet a man named Richard McGee, okay? Um, and then she wants to go to Terrell. So Terrell is the, you know, the one who dropped out of the race. So why don't you call Terrell's people and arrange to pick up? Because I want to make a stop on the way. She, what it is, is she wants to recover. Coretta wrote a letter to someone, and she's got to go get it back. It's a pretty important letter at 4 a.m., you know? Right, especially if the mayor is involved. Well, it's the it's a candidate for the mayor, and actually, the mayor is involved in what the letter talks about. So, anyway, now there's the first time Denzel will turn down sex with a woman. Well, last time she died. Yeah. Uh, nah. Pass. You're gonna have another drink. She was like, why don't you search me and find out? Then he starts approaching, and then she, yeah. It Listens, Miss Rollins. Call me easy. All the girls do. I would not, I don't know. Easy's all right. I, if someone's name is easy, I would have to call him sleazy after a while. <laughs> right, if you were in elementary school with him, junior oh, high. Oh, just like hang out. Hey, Slezekiel. Slezekiel. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Ezekiel. Laurel Canyon. It's going up to Laurel Canyon in the 1940s. That's pre-Mogin yeah, Papa's. 
That's pre Joni Mitchell. It's pre the whole scene. It's pre King of the Mountain. <laughs> That's right. That movie we saw. There'll be no one racing around there. That's right. Mulholland Drive. Okay. So Richard McGee has something. We don't know what it is. They, he's got the letter, but he's got something else important. They just want to go. Um, Claretta's dead because of it. Because uh, somebody was searching for the letter. And Daphne's not talking about what's in the letter and, and what is this thing they're all, what they have. But she, of course, knows she's where it originated. Right. Now she's crying over Claretta. Yeah. His poor husband, too. He wakes up. The cops are there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, what happened? Well, Claretta you went in an affair while you were sleeping. Right. See, that's yeah, bad yeah. about Claretta, right? So, but it's okay because it was the hero of her movie, right? The cops interrogated him, I mean, and they let him go. Yes. 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 Well, they did. They did. You're right. He, he's a person of interest. He's a suspect. He's a suspect. He's not going to leave L.A. County. I suspect not. Uh-oh. Uh, Cop. Laurel Canyon. Here we come. Laurel Canyon, here I come. Right back where I started. Oh, it's, uh, look, UCLA. Is this Muhammad Drive? Uh, Muhammad Drive. Is this Muhammad Drive? Mulholland Drive? Mulholland. And is this Make Out Point? <laughs> and did I just run out of gas? Can you believe it? <laughs> that's that old. I told you that Henny Youngman. Thriller. Henny Youngman has a joke. This couple's driving and the car sputters out right on Makeout Lane. And he goes, Can you believe it? Our car sputtered out right on Makeout Lane. And the woman, we're out of gas. The woman pulls out a flask. And he, he goes, Hey, you know how to party. What is in there, Jid? No, gasoline. Yeah, it's gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> now, they go over to McGee, Richard McGee's house to get the, but what uh, get the letter? But what are they finding? A ransacked home and a dead man. Yikes! Yeah, it's so private eye. And it's at Los Angeles, the foreboding house, the foreboding location. That's right, foreboding. Foreboding. By the way, on the TV's like a sitcom, and the internet's like. TV stations had all been off, were off the air at this time of night. Shut up, Internet. It's a movie. We all know in the 1940s, QVC turned on after hours. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm acting. I'm acting. At least they, they're, they smell the dead body. You got to give the movie credit. Okay, now he's going to see these cigarettes. They're Mexican cigarettes. And that's the kind that Junior smokes. Now, when they went, look, he recognized. Parlamente lights? Parlamente. El Parlamente light. Uh, it's Zapatac lights. Okay. That's that, some real detective work. 
<laughs> that's the man that they wouldn't let upstairs. Okay, so it's not really, it just shows that Junior was there. Do you remember the man they wouldn't let upstairs? Because he was yeah, a right. funky American. That's, that's right, I do remember. So that's he came in, killed somebody, left a pack of cigarettes of the only brand that the, the, the guy smokes. And a detective walks in, finds the cigarettes, and goes, wait a minute. Right, so he believes that Junior killed this man. Now, Daphne was like, ah, a dead person, and just drove away and left him stranded. That's right. She beeled out of there. She Jessica beeled out. She peeled out. Uh-oh. Okay, now he's home, but who's inside? Right, the door's open. Uh... Cops? Nope. Hitchman? Yes. Tough guys? All right. Hey, hey, buddy. Listen, you can't be in my house. Now, let's see if the subtitles do the explicative N-word. All right. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. Good. But that's Tom Sizemore speaking. He's not friendly anymore. Well, no, what happened is his information was all wrong. They went over to Frank Green's place, but Frank Green had moved out of there like months earlier. So it was like nothing, no lead at all. They so killed now, someone else? What? But then they see the, the body was Frank Green, right? No, no. Frank Green is the mobster who's, who's like dating Daphne. Got it. But they went over to Richard McGee's house and he had Claretta's letter. Okay. Is this too sorted? No, I get it. I had to figure it out a little bit in my head. Colonel Mustard was in the den with the candlestick. Mm. Are you sure? Let's open it up. <laughs> That's my guess. Okay, I'll let you hear the tough guy stuff. If you can write, write down where you picked her up at. Write it down. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> you ever play Clue with a little mini shredder? Like you shred the <laughs> uh, the answers and now you'll never know. My baloney. Gets stuck in my bowler. With that popcorn? Okay. He wrote down the address where it says, give me some whiskey. It was a very good film. If you're not watching it with a, a scene, if you're not yeah. watching it with us and you get to this point and he goes, Get it, you damn self. And they all laugh. Like, it was, it's, a, it's a tension breaker. It's a stress breaker. 
this is like a good movie so far. Yeah. Usually when I say that, we're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well, it's but a good one... movie, but at the same time, it's like a ho Hollywood movie, and sometimes it's doing easy, cheap things like the voiceovers and... Well, you know, the, the problem is, is, like, if you're a fan of film noir movies, you're a fan, right? Detective novels, you are a fan. And you watch the movies. You know what you're movies. getting. You're right. It's a known commodity. So when you do a neo-noir, you know, and this is like you're using like a classic Walter Mosley novel and it's in Los Angeles, there's certain rules you want to hit, certain notes you want to hit. And uh -huh. maybe the audience doesn't want to go to the movies and see it. I doubt it. It's Denzel Washington, uh -huh. you know. Well, yeah. Even though this movie lost money, it was a hit in a real sense. I mean, it made $22 million. So yeah. The thing is, they just messed up with their budget. They spent more than they took in. But, I mean, to do 22 at a box office shows this wasn't a bomb in that sense. And even, yeah, and this played, like, all the time on cable. Okay, so basically, they want Daphne again. Okay, he didn't let go that he was with Daphne. Now, here's our mayor, okay? And it's election time, so he's going to make a speech. And look to the left is the little insignificant peon little person, Easy. Oh, right, Just he, but he sees him. That's a nice shot. I don't like, know that he saw him. I don't know that he saw him. Well, Easy saw him. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody did. He's like Caesar. That was all in one take. It went from the parade to easy to easy going into this bar. Now, this is Joppy. This is the first place he was at at the beginning, looking at the newspaper, trying to find a job, and seeing right. that Terrell had dropped out of the race. He's putting two, two and two together. And Daphne was led... To, Joppy led Daphne to, you know, gave him his phone number, arranged that he would be finding her, like set it all up. And I don't understand his logic. It's like, I knew you needed some money. I was helping you. Now, look, he's wrecking up the marble. He's like, my father gave that to me. Yeah. Before he died. He goes, you better talk. <laughs> he found a weakness. Not the marble. You know, thinking about that marble, a lot of people take it for granted. <laughs> granite? Granite? Granite. That's a Nick. You know who told me that joke? Nick Danzig. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a Nick Danzig joke. Easy. Look at me. I am your friend. See the box? So he's, the bartender is going to give some information. Well, it's more like he put two and two that you led me to them. Like you, tr you made it happen so that I would be involved in this. And now we're just finding out like he really was just trying to help him, get him some money. He doesn't, you know, right. it's a weird turn for the script to take, but it's interesting in that it's like, it's a false lead. He's not going to find Daphne through him. That's what I'm saying. Like when he finds out there's a bigger story, a bigger picture that he's just upon, they always say, like, why'd you give me the case in the first place? Right. Yeah. That was cool. Oh, is this a movie theater? 
a movie studio? No, it's a fancy house. <laughs> it's a fancy house, and um, the car wash fairy came through. <laughs> Not a. Oh, it's that quality it's production that Hollywood offers. Yeah. The, yeah, they just coincidentally trimmed these hedges. They just did it. What about the color composure? I mean, it looks gorgeous, <laughs> yeah. right? The muted colors. It's just, I mean, granted, I'm watching a YouTube version. Everything's muted, but. Okay, now Terrell, who dropped out of the race, right? Yeah. Um, he's just going straight to him. He hired Albright to find Daphne. So he's just going straight to him. And he goes, yeah, I'm here about that little chippy he's been running around with. Whoa, whoa. This oh, way. Yeah. This yeah. way. Tough guy talks now. Extend the Irby check. That is really ballsy. So now we meet Terrell, and Terrell will be like wimpy but smart. Is it Ned Beatty? Yes, it is Ned Beatty. <laughs> Oh, he's probably the other, like, big star on the, on the poster, right? Wait, I think I have the names wrong. Excuse me. I think I was calling him Terrell. Terrell's the other guy. This is Carter. This is Carter. Yeah, excuse me. Let's see, do he's I recognize that guy? against Terrell and dropped out of the race. It's Christopher Don... Uh, is that the Waiting for Guffman guy? No. Um, let's see here. Todd Carter. Terry Kinney. All right. I did not research him. I just didn't have the time. I just, yep. it's a hard week this week. Does he look like a uh, squiggy? Oh no, he looks like a, yeah. oh, never mind. Well, Lenny and squiggy together, like both of them in one person. Yeah, maybe. He's Liggy. <laughs> All these nice houses. <clears throat> okay, so. Now we find out that Albright was not hired by Carter. And we put together that he was really hired by Terrell. And remember, Terrell picked up Washington also, Denzel, and right. Ian wanted to find out where Daphne is. It's always been about Terrell. I knew that because you kept saying Terrell's name instead of Carter. So I knew something was up. Yeah, that was dumb. Now, is this like a bigger story about, is this a story about Los Angeles and corruption? No, it's a story about Terrell, the mayor's uh, deep, dark secret, his disgusting, gross thing that would ruin him. That's what the, Yeah. He liked the Fantasy Island movie. He thought Michael Pena did a good job. And if that gets out, no one will respect him. No one will show him the respect if they know about the Pena movie. Now, what Easy gets out of this thing is another person who's like, I will give you, he says, I will give you $1,000 to find Daphne. And he's like, I'll take 200 up front. No, I'll take it in cash. Uh, let me let you hear a little. Okay. But I am willing to pay you to find her. Okay. $1,000. What? What? Take 200 right now. You know what? I think you're trying to take advantage of me. Let me inform you of something. The incumbent mayor, the chief of police, close personal friends of mine. 
Two hundred dollars. Good, Mr. Carter. They can help us find it. Uh, do you what? accept Monopoly money? No, I do not. Damn it! I have Baxter write you out a check. Mr. Carter, why you start running for mayor? I'll have Baxter write you. Why is Matthew Terrell looking for Daphne too? Baxter will write you. Now, this I don't understand. Help me listen to this. He goes, here, take it all. Here, take it all. Just take it all. A thousand. Is that right? That's what you hear too, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the film, he's going to pay him again. And I thought he, well, the very first time I watched it, I thought he was, it was the 200 plus. Maybe he gave him 200 and said, here, take it all. Like yeah, that's that. right. I'm not clear about that. Does he have a thousand dollars in his pocket right now or 200? And it matters to like motivation. Oh, here's the voiceover. For Matthew Terrell, the man running for mayor against God. It is a detective story. They're allowed to have narration. Doesn't this sound like the Ghostbusters music? Boyfriend Frank Green hijacked trucks hauling liquor. Not the theme song. Not the theme song. Oh, I don't. During the film. Busting makes me feel good. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Carl calls the Ghostbusters and gets on the phone. Okay, what he's doing right now, he's got to find Daphne. So he knows that Frank Green is the way to find Daphne, right? Right. So what we're now going to see is a montage of, of scenes <clears throat> in which he shows up at a place that would buy liquor from Frank Green and says... Hey, Frank Green told me to come see you. Frank Green said so. And they're like, sir, I don't know any Frank Green. Shut up. So he's going from place to place going, come on, let's get Frank on the phone right now. Can I get a beer? Can I get a beer? Can I get a beer? You see how he's just like being an asshole? He does yeah, that right. every place. He's trying to get noticed by Frank Green. This guy's coming around and asking him right. back. He knows that Frank Green will be reaching out to him. That's what a private, private detective does that. You got to keep hitting the accelerator button until somebody goes, all right, stop. Now, he comes home, and it's axe chopper, tree chopper downer guy. And he's like, "Is easy, easy, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. And he's ignoring him. He's trying to warn him there's a man in the house. Um, oh. This is not tree-related. Right. Tree-adjacent. What? There's a man. So here's my thing. Why didn't he just go, there's a man, Ezekiel? No, he just had to get his attention first. Right. Yeah. Well, he got to the point where he really is knocking the shit out of the guy. He, he got to the point where he didn't want to talk to the street chopper. This is Frank Green, and I didn't tell you about it, but all throughout the film, he's like, he, he's great with a knife. That's what we keep learning about. Now he's got the knife. So if you were watching this without us, you would get that. It was like, oh, no, he's, now he's got the knife. We're too busy talking about Nick Danzig. Now, yeah, that's right. Um, Mouse is about to show up. He called Great. for Mouse when Terrell came, uh, when Albright came to his house and was, like, muscling him. Get, it, get the bourbon, you damn self, you know. Look, he's cut, but yeah. Mouse shows up. Oh. 
Now, Mouse is real trigger happy. Ready? Shoot this guy. But this is his house. He's not going to shoot him in the house, is he? Yeah. Don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. Yeah, don't shoot him. Look, all right, maybe you don't know where she is, but hey, we can help each other. Damn, if I had a knife to my neck, I would, I would have been able to talk. Mouse, no. Mouse, please don't kill this guy. Now, someone's calling on the phone, and Mouse is like, yeah, he'll have to call you back. <laughs> but you know who it is? It's Daphne. So they blew an opportunity. That was Daphne. Rich man is willing to... He, was, he is busy right now. He is, but a rich man is willing to pay a thousand dollars to talk to Daphne, and she was on the phone. You get it? Right. Watch this. Watch this. He puts his gun away. We think, right? Uh huh. <laughs> Why you say we think? We think because he's got another gun. <laughs> no! No! He out of the house. <laughs> what he did is he just shot him he grazed him on the shoulder like uh -huh. to get him to talk kind of thing i got blood on my coat this is an expensive coat easy it's his house there's blood in his house now at this how point you explain, how do you explain that during passover <laughs> yeah right? it over for thanksgiving that's right but put the lamb's blood okay no, that's yeah. right passed over so now he's changing his mind never mind you can't help me kind of help man i don't need your kind of help look at you man cut a damn smile in your neck now this is before boogie night he was not a superstar regular movies in my house five minutes and you done shot somebody already mouse come on easy let me in on this thing man well it's 1995 everyone was so we're all so young back then but I mean, he would go on to be in the cinematic universe. And I'm just saying for the audience, this is pre, oh, right. pre everyone knows. Don, you don't know Don Cheadle's name in this. You're like, oh, that, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I seen that. I think uh, Boogie Nights, he was really good. And I think that, yeah. I think got a lot of notice off of that. Yeah, that, I wouldn't say made him, but yes. Why is he not jumping up here? I just had him. Easy. Oh, here he is. Um, well, we, you know, can you name the movie we saw him in on our show? No. One of his first roles was the burger guy at the end of Moving Violations. All oh. the cars go through the drive-in, and he goes, here's your order. Here's your order. Even though, like, all these cars get rammed through. Okay. So, I don't... Hamburger Hill, Rocket, uh, Devil in a Blue Dress, Rose, The Legend of Earl, the, I don't know. But then was Boogie Nights and Bullworth. Bullworth. Yeah, the movie was terrible. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But anyway, right. after that, he's after Boogie Nights, he skyrocketed. He was in the Ocean's Eleven trilogy. And, you know, he ended up eventually in Iron Man 2. And, and we know right. him from the cinematic universe. I haven't watched, the, I'm not up to speed, but I think his character was an alien all along. Brody. Uh -huh. It was a scroll. Okay, so what's happened now is they went over to that uh, rich guy. He's dead. Uh, and, like, they want to pin the murder of Coretta and the rich... What's Frank, Frank Green? No, not Frank Green. 
McGee, Richard McGee. Oh, Richard McGee, yeah. We found him dead. Coretta's dead. So now they're going to book him on double murders. And he's basically like, give me 24 hours to clear my name. Because they know he didn't really do it. And he could find the real guy is what he's proposing to them. So now oh, well, they're listening. third act, he's got 24 hours to clear his name. Cool. <laughs> okay, now, as you know, he found the cigarettes at, he 